One of the more up-and-down Iowa men's basketball seasons that I can remember. The Hawkeyes going on the road to Bloomington, destroying the Hoosiers, and then following that up with a home loss on Senior Day against the lowly Nebraska Cornhuskers. As we enter Big Ten tournament play, where do I stand with the Hawkeyes and my official predictions for that tournament as we head into Selection Sunday. Plus, an exclusive interview with incoming Iowa football offensive tackle Cannon Leonard, the six foot nine Illinois native, joins week 213 of Brad's Branded Thoughts. Coming up, this is from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Straight from the man cave, Kinnick under the kitchen, authentic, original player art prints are being drawn up for Hawkeye fans everywhere. From under the kitchen's Murray legacy print, which features former Hawkeye Kenyon Murray, current Hawkeye Chris Murray, and current Sacramento King Keegan Murray. To football players, Lucas Van Ness, Tori Taylor, and Cooper DeGene. To wrestlers, Tony Cassiope, Alex Marinelli, and Real Woods. Oh, and only one of the greatest athletes to ever compete at Iowa, Spencer Lee. There are so many options available, and they make great gifts. Visit Under the Kitchen on Facebook or at Under the Kitchen's new website. It's underthekitchen.square.site. That's underthekitchen.square.site. Check out Under the Kitchen today and get your authentic, original Hawkeye print. Week 213 of Brada's Branded Thoughts as we turn the calendar to March. It is, uh, we're actually complete with the first official week of March. Hard to believe that uh, spring is almost here. Spring football will be upon us before you know it within the next month. And uh, boy, uh, time seems to fly by, which I guess it's got some positives. We'll get warmer weather back soon, but we know college basketball will be wound down soon as well. But March Madness, plenty of uh, great sporting events in college basketball coming up, including men's basketball conference tournaments this week in the Big Ten Conference, one of such conferences that will be hosting those tournaments. A lot of teams punching their tickets, a lot of mid-majors punching their tickets. Saw Gonzaga beat St. Mary's last night. I'm recording this on Wednesday, March 8th. So uh, we'll see where uh, how many bid stealers we have from the major conference tournaments. Maybe none. I could see there being no significant bid stealers, although the ACC is down. Uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about the ACC. Uh, it's going to be a hard tournament to predict. Duke is playing better than they have. The question about North Carolina, will they get in because of who they are? Those are all interesting college basketball conversations to be had. But my focus here on uh, this edition of the podcast is to look at the Big Ten tournament bracket and give you my predictions. I'm not going to sit here and uh, brag on my uh, predictions from last year, but you go back and watch my predictions from a year ago. I was pretty darn close uh, in the end. And of course, Iowa winning four games in four days. Ironically enough, the Hawkeyes are the five seed because of their loss to the Nebraska Cornhuskers inside Carver Hawkeye Arena on Sunday. The Hawkeyes are the five seed for the second straight year at the Big Ten tournament. Had they beaten Nebraska, they were almost guaranteed the two seed. Instead, they fall to the five seed, which means they will have to play Thursday. Maybe that will end up being a blessing in disguise. Now, they're possibly going to be playing a desperate team come Thursday afternoon. So let's look at the official bracket, and I'll give you my picks starting with Wednesday night. Ohio State and Wisconsin kicking things off at approximately 5.30 p.m. Central Time Wednesday this evening on BTN. Two teams heading in very different directions, although Ohio State, I give them credit. I, I kind of counted them out a few weeks ago. They seem to have mailed it in, but they've won a couple games playing better, even without the services of their uh, big man, Zed Key. 
I give them credit. They've got talent. That team, the season has not gone to plan, but I give Chris Holtman credit. He seems to have rallied those guys late in the season, although they have very little to nothing to play for. I don't think they're probably even an NIT team. Wisconsin is a desperate team. Wisconsin's right on that bubble. We had Shelby Mast and uh, Tim Kruger on the show on Hawkeye Hangout on Tuesday. They talked about Wisconsin, just the Big Ten bubble in general. Wisconsin's one of those teams. Certainly the Rutgers-Michigan game on Thursday is big. Penn State seems to have played their way into the field, although they've got a big opportunity against Illinois Thursday. But yes, Wisconsin needs to win. More and more prognosticators have Wisconsin on the wrong side of that bubble. If you lose to Ohio State on Wednesday, I think there's a good chance the Badgers don't get in, and probably deservedly so. They will be playing desperate. I've got the Badgers taking down the Buckeyes. Should be a good game, though. I think we're going to have a lot of really close games. I could even see Minnesota-Nebraska being close. This is going to be a balanced, balanced tournament. I like Wisconsin to take care of business. They'll face the Hawkeyes on Thursday afternoon. How about the other Wednesday evening game, Minnesota and Nebraska? Two teams that are both playing better at the right time. Now, Nebraska, uh, of course, coming off the win against Iowa, they ended up 9-11 and in the Big Ten. They're not going to make the NCAA tournament unless they somehow win this tournament. But they are playing better to a point where I think Fred Hoiberg will be retained heading into next season. He's got them playing really well. Minnesota, how about that win against Rutgers the other day? Nearly knocked off Wisconsin as well. And they're playing better. Again, you got to give Ben Johnson credit because it seemed like uh, an easy opportunity for the Gophers to mail it in. They have not done that. They've played tough, and I would not be shocked to see them win a game in this tournament. But I do think Nebraska's playing their best basketball right now as well. They advance, and they'll face the Maryland Terrapins in the late slot on Thursday. Let's go to that uh, round of eight, so to speak. Rutgers and Michigan first up on Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Central Time on the Big Ten Network. Boy, talk about two desperate teams. Rutgers has plummeted down the seed lines in most projections as it relates to the NCAA tournament. And without Mawat Mag, they have not played well. He ain't coming back. The NCAA tournament committee may look at them differently uh, with him out. I anticipate Michigan winning this game, although Frankly, uh, I don't know who's more desperate. It's probably still Michigan because right now I think Michigan is probably out as of today. Rutgers might still be in as of today. But if Rutgers loses first round, I could easily see them dropping out. This could be a play-in game or maybe more of a play-out game, if you will. Uh, I think Michigan wins this game. And by the way, of these two teams, I think Michigan matches up better with Purdue. I know Rutgers actually knocked off Purdue. The Scarlet Knights were Purdue's first loss of the season. But again, that was a team that had Mawat Mag. I think Michigan advances, and it will be an interesting quarterfinal matchup at the five between Hunter Dickinson, who's playing really well, and, of course, Zach Eady. As I mentioned, the Hawkeyes will take on the Wisconsin Badgers. Wisconsin sweeping Iowa in the regular season. Remember, they came into Carver back in December, took care of business in overtime. Iowa with a frantic comeback late. And then the Hawkeyes traveled to Madison just a couple weeks ago. Hawkeyes could not make a three to save their lives. That was a weird two-game stretch where they couldn't knock anything down from outside on the road against Northwestern or Wisconsin. I do think that was a bit of a fluke. They came back and shot the ball really well. Iowa did at Indiana. I think in the United Center, Iowa will shoot the ball better. Now, they may not light the world on fire like they did last year in Indy, but I think the Hawkeyes will shoot the ball better against Wisconsin. I have a hard time seeing Wisconsin beating Iowa three times. I just don't think this Wisconsin team is very good. 
and the Hawkeyes have not played their best basketball in those two matchups again against Wisconsin. One could argue it's a bad matchup, but I'll take the Hawkeyes to advance. They'll take on Michigan State on Friday. Penn State and Illinois. Boy, this is an, another game where if you're Penn State, uh, there's some pressure. I think they're in right now. Even if they lose to Illinois, they're probably in. But if enough teams on the other side of the bubble start winning this week, that could make Nittany Lion fans sweat come Selection Sunday. And frankly, they'll be sweating regardless if they lose on Thursday. I've got the Illini advancing. Regardless of playing desperate, I think Illinois is a better team. They have looked like a top 20 team at times this year. At other times, Illinois looked pretty bad. Remember, they had a bad blowout loss to this very Penn State uh, team earlier in the season. So I could see the Nittany Lions winning Illinois in the tournament no matter what. I like Illinois, though, to advance. They'll take on their rivals, the Northwestern Wildcats. Nebraska taking on Maryland. The Terrapins have struggled to win away from home. Nebraska's coming off one of the best road victories of any Big Ten team all season, coming to Iowa City on Sunday on Senior Day in a sold-out venue and winning. I think Nebraska wins this game. I, I really do. I think they find a way to beat Maryland until Maryland can prove it to me that they have the ability to win on the road, although they did win on the road the other day against Penn State, but very close game, and they've not done that consistently. I like the Huskers to surprise some people. And, you know, Fred Hoiberg's had those guys play pretty well in this tournament. Uh, of course, they've never made a run of the finals or anything like that, but uh, they've got an opportunity. I think it's a pretty favorable section of the draw just because they're, you know, winning that first game doesn't mean they're going to beat Indiana on Friday. But I do think the Huskers have a chance to get to Friday, which would be a major accomplishment under Fred Hoiberg. All right, let's start at the top on Friday. I mentioned Michigan. They'll take on Purdue. At least that's my projection. Star-studded matchup at the five. You've got Zach Eady versus Hunter Dickinson. Michigan, if they were to win this game, uh, you're almost certainly in, I think, at that point. Because that'd be a really good win against Purdue and a solid win against Rutgers. May not guarantee them a spot, but this could be a game. This this is the season right there for, for Michigan. And certainly Purdue has an opportunity to fall from that one line in the NCAA tournament if they were to lose to Michigan. I think Michigan will be playing with more fire, more motivation. And I don't think Purdue is quite as dominant as we thought they were earlier in the year. They went through kind of a dip in performance during the season as well, which every Big Ten team dealt with. I actually think Michigan finds a way to advance to Saturday. And I think they're in the tournament if they do that. Iowa taking on Michigan State. I don't love the draw for Iowa, not because of the Wisconsin matchup, but because of the Michigan State matchup. Let's remember, Iowa went on the road to Sparty, played, I thought, really well, played solid defensively, actually shot the ball pretty well in that game, not from three, but shot the ball from the field pretty well and still lost on the road. And then they come back to Carver, play the Spartans, really don't play well at all, couldn't stop uh, Tyson Walker to save their lives, let alone Akins or uh, Joey Hauser and somehow frantically come back down 13 with a minute and a half to go in regulation and beat Michigan State. But they gave up, what, 101 points in regulation. I think it's a bad matchup for Iowa. They have struggled to defend that guard court. Be a big game for Aaron Euless and Tony Perkins. Those guys would have to play great for Iowa to beat Michigan State. I've got Michigan State winning. They'll face off against their in-state rivals, the Wolverines, on Saturday. Illinois taking on Northwestern, another in-state rivalry. Northwestern playing really good basketball, and they lost a few games there, but they were close games. And frankly, the one game against Illinois, uh, they played Illinois, what, a week and a half ago? And they were up big against the Illini and blew that lead. 
I think Northwestern will be looking for revenge. I think the Wildcats advance. They'll get to the semifinals, and what an accomplishment that will be for Chris Collins and company. Already finishing second in the conference, a huge accomplishment for Collins' bunch, but to be able to make it to uh, the weekend in the Big Ten tournament would be massive. Indiana versus Nebraska. I do think Nebraska's playing great. I think they're coming into this game with two straight wins, but the Hoosiers, too good. And yes, they had that one bad performance against Iowa, but for the most part, Indiana's been really good over the last two months. Remember, they swept Purdue. I like Indiana to advance. They'll take on the Northwestern Wildcats. In the semifinals, Michigan taking on Michigan State. Another entertaining matchup, another in-state rivalry. I like Michigan State to advance. First of all, I think Michigan will have played a lot of basketball, right? Heading into this game. Now, Michigan State presumably coming off a win against Iowa. But boy, Michigan uh, had to have given a lot to get through Rutgers and then Purdue. I think Michigan State will have more in the tank. You have confidence in what Tom Izzo does in March. I think Michigan State is kind of the surprise team that advances to the championship game. And they will play the winner of Northwestern Indiana. And I've got... Indiana winning. Remember, Northwestern knocked off the Hoosiers in Evanston just a few weeks ago. I think Indiana gets them back, and I think we get kind of a classic matchup between Indiana and Michigan State in the championship round. And I've got Indiana winning the title. The Hoosiers, the preseason favorites in this conference, they've played second, third, fourth, fifth fiddle to Purdue and everyone else in this conference most of the year, but they've come on at the right time, finished third in the seeding. And I think they find a way to get to Sunday and win. Remember, they were real close to advancing the championship game last year had they not blown a late lead to Iowa and an unbelievable three-point shot banked in by Jordan Bohannon in the final seconds of that game. And so I think Indiana advances. They take care of business against Michigan State. But both of those teams, Michigan State and Indiana, will feel pretty good about where they're at heading into the NCAA tournament. Now, could Iowa uh, make another run like they did last year? Look, I, I mean, I think... Last year is a good indication that sometimes, well, oftentimes, March is very unpredictable. Iowa was playing its best basketball at the end of the regular season. They win four games in the Big Ten tournament. We expect, hey, they're going to make the Sweet 16 for the first time since 1999. Some people were even picking them to be in the Final Four. What do they do? They bow out in the first round against a 12 seed. Do I think that Iowa is going to do that again this year? I don't know, but I don't know that the loss to Nebraska at home the other day is any indication of what they're going to do in March. Could they lose in the first round to Ohio State or Wisconsin? Absolutely. By the way, they're one and three against those two teams. They were swept by Wisconsin and lost at Columbus in a blowout loss earlier in the year. So I could see them losing in that first game. I could also see them beating Wisconsin, beating Michigan State. And if they were to play Michigan, beating them, I think Purdue's a tough matchup for Iowa. They played them just once in the regular season and lost in West Lafayette. But you just never know when you get to a tournament setting. It's one and done. This Hawkeye team is used to playing in this tournament and used to winning in this tournament. They are defending champions. So wouldn't ever count them out, folks. I am not uh, tossing in the towel. And guess what? If they lose their first game, to me, again, it's not much of an indication of what they're going to do in the NCAA tournament. Now, if they lose and they're just bad on defense and bad from behind the arc, I'm going to be concerned heading into March Madness, into the tournament. But that may be enough to move them down to a 10 seed, which I think is better for a trip to the Sweet 16 than being an 8 or a 9. I think they need to win a couple of games to get to a 7 or lose first round to get down to a 10. Either way, they could still end up on the 8-9 game. But uh, regardless, it probably is a better year to be on that line because – one and two seeds I don't think are as strong as they have been. I, I don't want to face Houston uh, or Purdue. They're not going to face Purdue 
more than likely will not face Purdue in the second round. They could potentially, by the way, the rules work out, but I would not want to face Kansas or Houston. Alabama, I think, is a, it's a tough one to read. They're projected as a one seed. Anyways, I know I'm going on a tangent. I think the Hawkeyes have a chance here, folks. I don't love the Michigan State matchup. I think if they get past that first game, Michigan State on a neutral court, Iowa traditionally struggles to beat them in the Big Ten tournament. I can't tell you how many times they've lost, even since Fran McCaffrey took over, and even back in the Licklider era. seems like they've lost a number of times to Michigan State in this very tournament. And again, Izzo knows how to win. Michigan State's just tough to play regardless of where the game takes place or when the game takes place. But uh, we shall see. The Hawkeyes will play at approximately 1.30 p.m. Central Time on Thursday. It will be televised live on Big Ten Network and, of course, live post-game coverage right here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. So as I previewed earlier, we've got incoming Iowa offensive tackle Cannon Leonard, the six foot nine Illinois native, joins the show to talk about his decision to come to Iowa, his signing this past December, and where he projects along Iowa's offensive line moving forward. Without further ado, here's Cannon Leonard. Cannon, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. First of all, man, you, you you decked out your bed. You didn't do this for this show, right? This has been ever since you committed. Before you committed, you got Hawkeye stuff everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's been like this since since I committed. Yeah. All right. So, listen, I, I, I mean all the best when I ask this question, but I have to ask the question. When you committed, my reaction on this very uh, show was, wow, this kid's 6'9". What if he grows to 6'10"? Are you okay? What's your real height? Can you just get the elephant out of the room? No, I think I'm I'm seriously like a legit six eight or six nine. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> I want to ask you this because that, first of all, your size is intriguing. Obviously, there you know you bring much more to the field than just size. You have a, a really rich football family. We'll talk about that as well. Um, when Iowa recruited you, I'm sure your size got brought up a time or two. Like where, what was that? What were those conversations like? How does Iowa, how did Iowa evaluate you as it relates to being uh, taller than most at tackle? Yeah. Um, ever since the beginning of the re- recruiting process, it's been uh, about my size and my frame and about how they'll be able to put weight on me. And, you know, a big thing with the game now is offensive tackles being uh, athletic and having a lot of length. So, I mean, that's uh, one of the things that uh, really boosted my recruiting. And throughout your, you grew up in the state of Illinois, right? Um, talk a little bit about your 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 family. Um, again, I mentioned at the outset that you've got some uh, serious football uh, in your family, right? You, this is a football family. Talk a little bit about the the Leonard family. Yeah, so um, my dad's been my, I mean, I guess my offensive line coach since like third grade, and then um, my older brother Clayton. He was offered by Illinois and committed right away, and he's 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 down there now. Um, he's he's going to be really good. And then I have a, a younger brother also who'll be really good. And I mean, last year we all three started on varsity right next to each other, and football's a big thing in the family. What's it been like growing up in in the community of Gilman? Um, What's what's Iroquois West like? Uh, tell us a little bit about your your background. Yeah, um, Gelman is the town I go to high school in, but um, there's actually multiple towns that go to that school. I go to, or I live in the country of uh, Danforth, which has like a population of like 500 people. It's a it's a lot of small town living. Like everybody knows everybody, and you know it's just like 
a big thing for me was to like represent the community well. What kind of nicknames have you had growing up with a, with a name like Cannon? Haven't had many, not really. Well, there's a first for everything. Uh, you're going to have plenty once you get to uh, once you get to Iowa. Uh, Blake in our chat wants to know uh, what Iowa offensive linemen have you admired. Um, is, is there any specifically? I mean, obviously, uh, uh, you didn't say you were an Iowa fan growing up, but are there specific guys that have come through this program that uh, you admire? Um, I mean, uh, Gallery was one guy I really admired once I started to like get to know the program because of his size and how good he was, but. I mean, obviously, uh, Tristan Worse is a guy you can really look up to. A really good offensive lineman, yeah. And uh, as far as development is concerned, what's what's the next step? I'm assuming you're going to get to Iowa in the summertime. Is that accurate? Yeah, yep. So you'll be at Iowa in the summer. Um, obviously, uh, they're going to get you bigger. I mean, you're 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 big. No, there's no doubting that. But uh, they'll get you in the strength room and the strength program. But what have they talked about as far as the uh, the initial acclimation to Iowa football? What's the first step in Cannon Leonard's development once you get to college? Uh, definitely just getting stronger and putting weight on. I mean, I think it was last year after basketball season, I was down at like 240, and now after this football season and like really dedicating myself to the weight room and uh, my nutrition, I've gotten up to around 270. So they just want to keep putting on the weight, but um, they don't want to rush anything. They want to make it, make sure it's healthy and it's a good way to put on weight. But I mean, I've already had meetings with uh, on my official visit. I had a meeting with the strength coach and, you know, they're just really going to push me through that program. It's a really good program and just going to, yeah, really develop me into a good offensive lineman. Can you talk a little bit about your strengths? Because you mentioned just length, right? How important length is. And and, and I don't think anybody's going to argue that uh, you have it at 6'9". But talk about w- what you give as far as skill on the football field at that position. What what makes Cannon Leonard special and uh, a factor for playing time in the future here with Iowa? Yeah, my main things are my length and athleticism. Um, you know, as you said, I'm 6'9". I have like a, a seven-foot wingspan. Um but also with athleticism, I've been I've been playing basketball since I can remember. I played AAU basketball. Um, I even played with um, some Iowa basketball commits the past few years, um, Owen Freeman and Brock Harding on an AAU team. So, I mean, I've always had good footwork and stuff like that. Um, and then also with uh, the small-town football, I've, I'm a really physical guy. I played guard the past two years, and – I just, I just love to hit. That's one of my main things. Rick wants to know what is Cannon Leonard listening to when you have your, your, uh, your iPods in. Definitely Morgan Wallen. I'm a big yes, Morgan. Uh, but first of all, I'm a, I am a converted country guy. All right, so I did not grow up a country guy. Morgan Wallen is huge right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I have a playlist, and he's like ninety percent of it. All right, so. Um, but let's final question for me. Uh, for, again, congratulations on on making it official. What ultimately sold you on Iowa? They've got you, you know about the history of developing offensive linemen for the next level. You were a guy that I think it's fair to say maybe uh, was under recruited. Uh, I think you would probably say you were under recruited. Um, why did Iowa? Uh, why Iowa? From their perspective, why did they uh, offer you Cannon Leonard? And why did Cannon Leonard select the Hawks? Um, I think a main reason they, you know, went in on me was 
the the type of player I am, but also like the type of person I am. Um, I dedicate myself to getting better, and I just feel like it's a really good fit for that program. The the like Iowa football term, like I feel, even the coaches have said they feel I fit that perfectly. You know, um, the main reason I chose there is the family feel. I went in and I was. I didn't have any power five offers and they treated me just like they would treat anybody else. Um, you know, answering all my questions, telling me everything I needed to know, and then um, giving me a plan for the future and how they think I could really turn into a great player is probably the main reason I chose to go to Iowa. And I did see one more question here from Drew in our chat. He wants to know, is there, are you locked in at OT at offensive tackle or is, have there been conversations made? Do they, I mean, obviously footwork's important at offensive tackle, but there's more involved with being a tight end is, are you locked in as being a tackle? Yeah, I'm pretty locked in at playing tackle. I mean, I played in my freshman year of high school and that was probably my worst football season ever. And I mean, this year, uh, senior night, I suited up as tight end, caught a touchdown pass, but, I think from now on, it's just offensive line from here. Well, uh, you are an intriguing guy, Cannon, and obviously you take the classroom seriously. I saw that you got an offer from Yale. So uh, you are obviously serious in the classroom, and that, that had to have attracted the Iowa to you as well. Uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, being here in, uh, what, just about six months or so. Um, Cannon Leonard from uh, Iroquois West uh, community of Gilman, Illinois. Congratulations, Cannon, on signing. We look forward to seeing your career pan out over these next four to five years. All right. Thank you. Cannon Leonard from uh, Gilman, Illinois, not from Gilman, Illinois, but from Iroquois West um, guy who not taking shots at anybody. It, that's, that's on those schools that didn't recruit a kid like Cannon, no other power five offers folks. And, and there are several in this class. Leighton Jones, I believe had just, I believe don't quote me on this. I had it pulled up a little bit ago. I believe just one other power five offer for Leighton Jones, and it was a Purdue team that didn't really, didn't sound like it really took his recruitment real seriously. So Iowa finds a way to identify guys, finding the, the needle in a haystack or the diamond in the rough, whatever analogy you want to use, and developing these guys into potential NFL guys. Um, and yeah, they've done it on defense, but they've also done it with offense, the offensive line. So um, certainly uh, excited to see Cannon and just again, I'm I'm just intrigued by his height and his length. At six nine, I mean, he, he said he's a legit six eight six nine. So uh, I'm going to trust him on that. Caden Proctor six eight. Now Caden Proctor obviously looks a different part physically. I mean, he's like what three thirty. I mean, he's just a big big guy. But they're going to pack on some pounds on Cannon Leonard, and uh, maybe he's a guy that, that we're not talking about enough because he does have traits specifically with the size that you just cannot teach, right? So uh, certainly excited to see Cannon get here. Another Midwest kid, Midwest values. He'll fit in well with uh, the Iowa way. So appreciate Cannon joining the show. What a cool name, Cannon. <laughs> uh, I think he's probably going to take on some uh, some nicknames once he gets to Iowa. And boy, at six foot nine, he, he's got a frame that uh, you, you can't teach, right? I mean, there's, you know, that's just a gift that he's got. And I will be intrigued to see what happens if he grows to 6'10", 6'11". I don't anticipate that happening. He's a good basketball player, too. But uh, it will be intriguing to see maybe he can grow into that frame and become that big dominating force on the outside that Iowa has been missing. Now, I, I don't know if he's ever going to look like Caden Proctor, 
but he's rangy, he's long, and that's what you want with a tackle. And certainly, Iowa, Kirk Ferentz, uh, he knows how to identify uh, tackles, and they've got a lot of competition, especially at tackle. Remember, Jack Dotzler was a part of the class last year. He's a true tackle. Kale Crow's a true tackle. They've got Dejon Parker, uh, the transfer in from Saginaw State. Certainly Mason Richmond, Nick Young's played tackle. they got plenty of bodies, plenty of guys to compete at that position. Now somebody's just got to uh, emerge. Trevor Lauk, he's a freshman this year as well. Four-star kid out of the Indianapolis area. So uh, congratulations to Cannon on signing here recently and appreciate him joining the show. A reminder that I'll have post-game coverage for you all week long, hopefully recapping a long Iowa basketball Tourney run. We'll start with Iowa postgame coverage following Iowa's first game against either Ohio State or Wisconsin. The Iowa game will take place on Thursday at approximately 1.30 p.m. Central Time. I'll be live with you following the game right here on YouTube and, of course, podcasted on your favorite podcast platforms live with Coach Gary Close following the Hawkeyes in the Big Ten Tournament. We'll talk to you then.